Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message today, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. 2016. Um, it was, the first few months were great. I graduated from college in May, and I had my whole life planned out. I was moving back to Cleveland in two weeks to get married, and I had two jobs lined up. I was going to be teaching preschool during the day, and then I was going to be doing theater at night, and I was going to be living just 30 minutes away from my family to be a helping hand to my father, who was a pastor, and he was struggling to keep his congregation intact. I was at the perfect starting point for launching my career, my family, and this new real-world adventure with the Lord. But two weeks before the wedding, my fiancé and I split up. And my world is sent into utter chaos. All of a sudden, I have zero direction. I don't know what I'm going to do, where I'm going to live. Not to mention, I just lost my best friend and supposedly the love of my life in the matter of an hour. All I knew in that moment was heartbreak and anger. Uh, my family and my friends would try and talk to me or ask me a question. And all I'd be able to say was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I sounded like a robot. I was so afraid to open up my Bible or, or to say a single word to God because I was afraid of what he would say or maybe worse, what he wouldn't say. I found myself alone and I needed the church to come alongside me and bring me to the other side. I learned a lot about myself during that time and a lot about human nature. And I got, it got me to thinking how we all, all human beings, go through heartbreak or devastation at some point in time, but who do we turn to in our hour of need? I actually ended up meeting a couple guys who uh, had similar 2016s, and I, I brought them along to share their stories. And I, I pray that you listen to them. Hey there. Uh, my name is uh, Wyatt Taylor. <laughs> I am a retired high school math teacher. Uh, my wife and I lived in Louisiana for most of our lives. And now we, uh, well, I, I live here now and uh, basically just do whatever I can to occupy myself each day. Well, I, uh, I suppose I should just get right on into it. I lost my wife, Mary, this year. Um, we would have been married almost 52 years to the day when she passed back in February. And as you can imagine, losing her was hard. We did practically everything together for those 50-some-odd years. She taught uh, piano and singing lessons out of our house there. She had this soprano voice that can just about near stop your heart. We had built this beautiful life of serving the Lord together. We, we both taught Sunday school. We, we led a, a small group out of our house there of married couples. We both sang in the church choir. Well, 
<laughs> Mary's saying, I just kind of barked. <laughs> but I don't, um, I don't think she was ever embarrassed of me. I think she just liked having the time together. Basically, we, we shared uh, undying love for the Lord, a love of teaching, and a love for each other. And that's what got us through so many tough times. We found out early on in our marriage that we couldn't have children. That was pretty devastating. One time when we were kids, my brother Eddie tackled me so hard to the ground that he knocked all the wind out of my stomach and I, and I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I thought I was actually going to die. That's what that moment felt like, sitting in that doctor's office when they told us they wouldn't, we wouldn't have children. We had to learn how to move on from there, and we did. We relied on the Lord, and we relied on each other. Just That's how we got through each day, day by day by day. And all of a sudden, I blinked, and it was 2011. And I found myself in a doctor's office again. Uh, but this time, they were explaining to me what Alzheimer's disease was and what it was going to do to my wife in the coming years. How she would gradually forget all those years that we spent together and how she would likely become volatile and aggressive towards me one day. There it was again, that feeling. I couldn't breathe. I didn't know what I was going to do without my, my Mary, my partner, to, to lean on. I looked at her. And her eyes, man, they were something to behold in that moment. There was a, a twinge of fear there, but mostly I looked into her eyes and saw undying faith. Faith that the Lord was in control. See, to her, it was simple. The Lord had placed an obstacle in her life, and she was going to rely on Him to get her through to the end. I wish I could say I handled that with the same grace that she did. You see, the coming years were full of anger and confusion for me. I, I spent most of it arguing with the Lord over the fact that my wife did not deserve this. She was the faithful one. She kept me on track with the Lord more times than not. I was so busy pleading my case that I forgot to listen to what God was saying. Or heaven forbid, I, I take advantage of the time I have left with my wife. Soon she drifted far from the person that I had lived with all those years. And uh, I started go into a support group for caregivers of Alzheimer patients. And uh, I met this woman whose husband had the disease. And uh, she and I, we started having an affair. I just needed somebody to rely on. Somebody who could take care of me. But I... <laughs> I should have put my faith in the Lord. I, I should have gone to my family, into my church for guidance and comfort. 
But instead, I broke my vow to marry, and I, I ended up burning bridges with so many people that I cared for. By the time that I realized that I had to repent and I had to ask Mary for forgiveness, it was too late. She, she was on her last legs. And she couldn't understand the words, follow the words that were coming out of my mouth. That was, uh, that was the end of our story here on earth. She, she died not long after that. That was the lowest point of my life, hands down. But I was not about to let my depression and my anger lead me away from the Lord again. This time, I would turn to the church for guidance. Surely, this body of believers who I had lived with and walked with all my life, surely they'd be there for me. They'd counsel me in my depression, and they'd lead me back into the fold. No. No, they, uh, they didn't want anything to do with, uh, with an adulterer. The looks I received as I walked into that building that night told me that my sins did not warrant forgiving. They had no interest in coming alongside of me and leading me out of my despair because what I had done was just too much. And you know what? I started to believe them. Maybe there was no coming back from this. If, if God's people, the people of Jesus Christ, don't see any hope in this for me, heck, there probably, probably ain't any. Well, with no end to that darkness in sight, I, uh, I packed up and I left everything I knew to find something else. Now, here's the good news. Just like he says in his word, God's truth always is revealed one way or another. I found a group of true disciples who did want to walk with me in repentance and newness of life. And I found my way back to the Lord, and I know that I will see him on the other side of glory. But, but you know what? That, that pain, that pain that I felt when all the people that I cared for abandoned me, they're still gonna, that's still going to linger just a little bit. I guess what I just want to say is don't ever let someone convince you that you are outside of the reach of God's grace. Repent and He will welcome you with arms wide open like a child a long-lost child who has finally returned. He loves you, no matter what you've done. Thank you all. I, I, I better be heading back home. Uh, the next guy's going to be out here in a second. But uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? 
Uh, my name is Austin. Uh, I am a musician. I live in Midtown Atlanta, and I own my own music store there. And I am just absolutely so excited to be here. <laughs> um, now, I know that the whole theme here is people who have had a rotten 2016 or whatever, but just for a minute, I want to focus on just the good moments. Can we do that? Can I just see, has anybody had a moment where they, their lives changed for the better this year? Just show of hands. Anybody? I see a whole wash of people right here. Yeah. Listen, that is beautiful. I love the fact that we have moments where our lives change for the better. And I think it's so important for us to hold on to those, especially in times like these. That's what I do when I come across all the obstacles that life has to offer. And I, I went through a good bunch of them this year. Well, okay, so the first thing you need to know about me is that I'm, I'm not a Christian. I wasn't raised in a religious family by any means, uh, but something happened to me this year. I wanted to start going to church, and I wanted to learn who this Jesus actually was. And so, one Sunday in June, I decided I was going to do the entire church experience, okay? So I got, I had my suit pressed. I bought a brand new pristine King James leather Bible for the occasion. I made sure I had a few extra dollars in my pocket for the offering. And I even made plans to go to Golden Corral for lunch because I heard that's what you do. <laughs> I was telling you, I was going to do this church thing right. I even convinced my boyfriend Tom to come with me. I was really, really excited. And well, so we got there. We got to church early to find out where we were going to sit. And we wanted to do a little mingling. We decided that we were going to go to a church that was maybe just right about this size. Because we didn't want to go to a mega church and get lost in the crowd. We wanted to connect with people. We wanted to talk to them and learn about what it meant to live this life that you all have chosen to lead. And it was going really well. I mean, we had met some fantastic people who were telling us all about their lives. But then when we started telling them all about us and what we do, it got, well, let's just say weird. Just a little weird. And it's important for me to say at this moment that I am by no means ignorant, completely ignorant of Christian beliefs. I have had people time and time again tell me all my life that being gay is a sin, and the Bible tells us so. But, I don't know, just this once, I was thinking they would see my curiosity and my excitement to learn, and they just want to talk to me about Jesus. That might have been my fault, I don't know. But either way, that's not what happened. Uh, as soon as they found out we were gay, this really sweet couple who had been so engaging with us became really uncomfortable and almost standoffish to us. And that would go on to happen all throughout the morning. One woman went so far as to even refuse to shake Tom's hand after I introduced him as my boyfriend. I have felt out of place in my life but never so completely rejected as I did that Sunday in church. Tom wanted to leave. 
He was advocating for us to get out of there before the service even started. But, you know, despite all the hoopla, I knew I was there for a reason. And I was determined to stick it out. Man, I was so glad that I did. Now, I told y'all, music is my profession. I've heard a lot of really good and a lot of really bad music in my life. But this, this was nothing like any experience I ever had. These, this little praise band made music that was an extension of their souls. It wasn't extravagant or, or of any extreme difficulty by any means, but I actually felt the notes ascending to heaven. <laughs> That's so silly. But these artists, they offered their music up as a holy and perfect gift to God. It was challenging to me as an artist, but as a human being, more than honestly any other experience could have done. I wanted to make music like that. And then came the, ser the sermon. The pastor came up to the stage, and man, this guy could hold a room. It was very similar to the musicians, how he almost sung the message. It was like he was put on earth for that exact moment. He was preaching out of two passages simultaneously. It was Romans and, I believe, Ephesians. And it was basically this. The idea was that sin had made every human being spiritually dead inside. But because Jesus, who was not only God's Son, but also holy God, because Jesus sacrificed himself and made the complete sacrifice, the doors to heaven were now open, and anyone could enter who chose to love him and follow him. Because of this complete humility and sacrifice, he washed away every filthy act, every disgusting thought, and gave us life. And all I had to do to accept it was follow him. This was revolutionary to me. To know that I actually had an option? Do you realize no one had ever told me that I had a choice and whether I was going to heaven or hell? <laughs> and to be honest, it kind of seemed like a no-brainer. If this Jesus really was the man that the pastor was talking about, he loved me more than anyone else ever dared to, and I wanted to love him back and follow him. The pastor then called for anyone who wanted to make the decision to follow Jesus, to come and meet him at the front of the stage. I felt my heart thumping like a bass drum. I had never felt so exhilarated in my life. It was like a magnet was like pulling me out of my chair. But the truth was, I had no idea what it meant to follow Jesus. I, I was terrified, and I, I had so many questions. Well, so I waited. I chose to wait till I could talk to someone about this, someone who knew what was going on. Well, the service ended, and the pastor was bombarded with people who wanted to shake his hand or talk to him about this or that, so I decided that I was going to make an appointment with him later that week just to talk. So Tom and I left. We, we blew past all the people because I didn't want to get discouraged 
by all the congregation again. And I really just wanted to talk to Tom about all that had just transpired because I could see he was excited too. So we're walking through the parking lot and we're about to get to our car and we turn the brick wall and that's when I saw it. It hit me like a stab wound right in the chest. Painted all over Tom's car in bright orange letters like fire. Gays go to hell. I couldn't believe my eyes. I, all that excitement, all the joy, all the hope, it just vanished within me. This told me all I needed to know. The people in the parking lot were either too frozen with discomfort to do anything, or they just didn't care to. The pastor earlier had been talking about a passage. Uh, I think it said the church was supposed to be the body of Christ, and their purpose on earth was to do the work of Jesus. The church had spoken loud and clear. Jesus didn't love me. He didn't love Tom. He hated us. Do you have any idea what it's like to have hope like that ripped away from you? To go through your entire life living like you think there's no end to this darkness and someone finally offers you a light only to have it ripped away from you and quenched right in front of your face? It sent me into a pretty deep depression for a while there. I, I mean, I would have done anything to follow the Jesus the pastor was talking about. But apparently he didn't exist. Or if he did, then the church was so far off of his will that they were actually doing the complete opposite of everything that he stood for. But I kind of found that unlikely. So... I just, for the next few months, I spent crawling out of that dark place, and now I, I stand before you, the happy man that you see, very happy, but I'm still trying to find that joy, that hope that was taken from me. Like I said, I've come a long way. I'm happy. This is actually the, uh, the first time I've set foot in a church since that day. And it means a lot that you all would welcome me like this. Thank you. Happy New Year. And then he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a doctor, but those who are sick do. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Make your 2017 New Year's resolution to do the will of the Lord.